BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. I'll have a blue Christmas watching the sun. I'll be so blue seeing how bad they suck. The sun's fucking suck and it's not right. Matthew gave up. What was the last part? (laughs) I don't know. You, you cut out the last part to me. <laughs> uh, you you, you cut out because, I don't know, it sounded like you were landing a plane there. Uh, we gave up 50 to Luca tonight. For the second time in less than 10, or in 10 days exactly, the Suns have given up a 50-point score. On December 15th, it was Jalen Brunson. Tonight, it was Luka Doncic. Merry Christmas to all. And to all. We suck, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. Um, I did see Mr. Orange did tweet out that Devin Booker ran opposite of the Suns tunnel. Matt Ishbia after him, basically. So we'll see. Something's going to be going down tonight or tomorrow. There has to be something, right? Someone's going to be let go. Some words are going to – I mean, the words are already happening. Like, this is a Kevin Durant team, right? He's going to start talking behind the scenes. Woj is going to say shit. How fun. I'm so glad KD's on our fucking team, dude. All right. <sighs> Sorry, man. It's okay. There's a lot of things broken with this team right now. There's a lot of – Issues when it comes to give a shit, attitude, effort, try. There's when Grayson Allen and Chimetsi Metu are carrying your team on a Christmas night, there's something wrong with your team. When Luka Doncic is at will eviscerating your team, granted, he's a great player. We know that, but there's no defensive adjustments. The only thing that saved the Suns for a brief moment in this game in the third quarter is the fact that the Mavericks stopped hitting wide-open three-pointers. Outside of that, this team, the Phoenix Suns, look like pew-pew. They sure do. Um, I know there's a lot to talk about. Um, There's a lot of different directions we'll go. Um, So, I don't know. I did forget. I had some eggnog left over. I'm probably going to go grab some. I know it's late, and i got to work tomorrow, but I just wanted something to sip on. Yeah, I got a beer. It's late, and i got to work tomorrow, too. But it's not a good night. For Phoenix Suns fans, we are now 14 and 15 
on the season. And once upon a time, this was a team that had won seven in a row. I believe their record was what was their record after they after they won seven in a row? Eleven and five, eleven and six, something like that. If that's the case, I'm looking it up real quick. Yeah, we got up. We were eleven and six. Okay, since then we are three and nine in our last 12, three and nine. So welcome to the Suns Jam Session podcast, a.k.a. a therapy session tonight, where we have plenty to talk about and dissect when it comes to the Phoenix Suns team. Matt Ishbia was in the house, and hopefully he's in the back, in the locker room as we speak, fucking firing Frank Vogel. I'm done. I'm done. And we'll get to that and plenty more on this edition of the Suns Jam Session podcast. So subscribe, rate, review, read my writing at Bright Side of the Sun. It's depressing shit these days. If you want to be depressed, head over to brightsideofthesun.com and I will uh, just fortify all of the feelings that you are currently going through. This is also a reminder, if you go to phoenixfits.com or .net, you can get 10% off if you put Suns Jam 10 into the, uh, the, the, the coupon code. But at the end of the day, why would you want to wear any Phoenix Sun stuff? They're just ass. So pop them if you got them. Grab your eggnog. Let's talk about this. Lose at home, one twenty-eight to one fourteen, giving up thirty-seven points in the fourth quarter, because that's what they do. They give up massive amounts of points in the fourth quarter while turning the ball over themselves, which brings me to my first question. Oi, Matty, mate, I've got to ask. Matthew, here we are. It's Christmas Day in the Valley, and we. Get an opportunity to watch our Phoenix Suns play on the national level. And they lose once again. They have not won a Christmas Day game since 2009 against the Los Angeles Clippers. And Eric Gordon was on that team. He had 11 points for LA that day. Devin Booker was 13 years old. Phoenix Suns, again, as I mentioned, completely choke it away in the fourth quarter. So my question for you, Matthew, is what the fuck is wrong with Kevin Durant in fourth quarters? I don't know. I mean, fourth quarters or just overall? I mean, <laughs> I don't know, man. Well, fourth quarter, quarter he, he was one of three from the field. He had five points. He had three turnovers. And twice coming out of timeouts, the Suns had designed plays, and they ended up being just Kevin Durant turnovers. So what the fuck is wrong with Kevin Durant in fourth quarters this year? I just There's a big part of this team that has challenges in the fourth quarters. We know that. But Kevin Durant has had these challenges. And tonight was the first time, Matthew, he looked like he didn't give a shit. Yeah. Am I wrong there? Did it look no. like there was just some I don't give a shit in from you know kind of jogging? Maybe he's tired. I don't know. Maybe he's tired of carrying the team for as long as he has. But he did not look like he wanted to be there, kind of stuff. And it's kind of scary, especially when the first thing that we wake up to this morning, the, the gift that we unwrap underneath the Christmas tree is Adrian Wojnarowski going on to the NBA countdown. And making just those statements that Kevin Durant, uh, uh, that people around the Phoenix organization are saying that Kevin Durant is frustrated. And it's understandable he's frustrated. This entire team should be frustrated with their recent performances. But when you start to see those kind of things translate to lack of effort on the court and lack of engagement from one of the greatest players to ever play this game, 
and we've consistently seen issues with him when it comes to fourth quarter. He's a top 10 turnovers in the fourth quarter person in the league. You got to start asking, like, what is really wrong right now? Yeah, when that happened this morning, I mean, the fourth quarter tonight was just something different. I mean, the way basically the whole game, Kevin Durant hung his head after every play, every shot given up by him or a fellow teammate, just, you know, at the lead, like piled on to 10 or 11 points by the Mavericks, just another shot. Like, oh, oh, man, the fuck? Like, the body language was terrible, right? So it kind of just was the whole game with him, and he just seemed disinterested today. Um, I know he's been playing great this season, right? But the thing is, like, the going is getting tough right now. And what I love about Book usually is he keeps everything in-house. Then you wake up today, like you said, to the Woj news about, we're frustrated, we're losing. Of course we're fucking frustrated, dude. Yeah. So this just had me thinking today. And, yeah, we're all frustrated. But it's like, if the going gets tough for this team, is KD going to hang around, right? KD has to realize, like, we gave up everything for him. And, yeah, good job. You're playing the whole fucking season. You're putting up great stats, right? But we're not winning right now. Mm-hmm. The, wor- the worst thing you can do right now is have the media talk about us, leak stuff out there. Maybe it is Vogel. Maybe there's something serious behind the scenes. I mentioned it podcasts ago about him and Book maybe not getting along. Who knows what's going on, dude? But he has to hang in there, and this stuff just can't happen. Unless you're trying to get Vogel fired, unless he knows the whole team is just completely done with our coaching staff and he's just like this is the way to get rid of them yeah we have to let something leak this is the way it works and they're like all right fine and books like fine dude this is not my style but we'll go ahead and do this and see if we can get rid of them that's the only thing but right now man it's just it's difficult especially when other guys step up tonight and those two just are dog shit yeah kevin durant in this game four of 11 from the field only 11 shots which is the fourth most on the team fifth most Fifth most shots by a Phoenix Sun tonight, Kevin Durant. 16 points, seven assists, eight rebounds, one of three from beyond the arc, one block, six turnovers. So a lot of what you're saying, there's a, a semblance of validity to it because of actions on the court, right? We know what it's like to experience players who don't give a shit here in Phoenix. Just look at our you know, last five years with DeAndre Ayton, how frustrating that is. Yeah. And Kevin Durant, when you're starting to do it, obviously he, much akin to... Durant last year, who's a max player, like you can't have that. You can't have that. You can't have that visible, that visible frustration and you being responsible for the visible frustration, right? Like when last year, when DeAndre Ayton would get frustrated, it was a lot of times it was his own doing. It was him who was not engaged. And then when he would have an opportunity to kind of step into the game and start to try to engage and he would fumble the ball away, he'd hang his head and he'd jog back down the court haphazardly. Kevin Durant tonight, was responsible for numerous turnovers and the way that he would kind of job up and down the court uh, and not close out on his defender and, and not be engaged was it's a movie script we've seen and, and we don't like the way that it ends. And I love Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is one of my favorite players of all time. And to see him out there after hearing the news, after knowing that the Suns are struggling, and I get it, they're going through it right now. So he probably is less engaged because of what they're going through. But you're the guy who's supposed to affect change. You're the guy who's supposed to be the leader on the court. You're the guy who is a lead by example guy because that's who Kevin Durant is. He's not a vocal guy. He's not going to go out there and, and shout at people the way that Chris Paul used to and try to inspire by providing direction. He shows you with his effort how he uh, can lead. And tonight they needed him. Tonight they needed him. The other guys picked up the slack. And we've been waiting for the other guys to pick up the slack 
for quite some time. And it would have been great if he, if Kevin Durant and Devin Booker, I mean, he, he's not going to get out of this one unscathed either, in my opinion. Uh, this would have been a great opportunity for both of them to kind of step up. And after Grayson Allen and Chimetsi Metu put forth the effort that they did, Devin Booker and Kevin Durant saying, you know what? We got this from here. Thanks guys for giving us a quarter off from scoring. Essentially, we're going to close this bitch out. And they couldn't, and they didn't. And, and, and it, it begs, it begs the question, as you mentioned, is there something serious going on with the Suns and they're done with Vogel? Is there something where it's Kevin Durant and Devin Booker and they're hanging out on Christmas Eve and they're sitting around a barbecue and they're just like, you know what? Not a fan of Vogel. Okay, let's fucking let's suck for a little bit. And and I don't even know if it's that because they've they've done all the sucking they need to do. The team has done the sucking, if you will. Yeah, and it's it sucks because we're like, well, you don't want to lose on purpose, right? To get him out of here. But then of course winning changes everything so quickly. So if that's if that's the agenda to get Vogel out of here to lose a couple games or something, if it's that bad where no one's responding to him, then I kind of understand it. But it just kind of sucks because I mean you posted the thing of like, I miss the fun times in Phoenix with Mikhail yeah. and Cameron Johnson. Cause it's true, right? We did lose the game seven the way we did, but guess who was on that team? Chris Paul and Devin Booker, who stunk up like they de definitely had COVID or something in that game, right? That mm. team was built for a championship for sure. So now that Kevin Durant's looking at this roster, it's just like, does he know like who they need to add? Is there someone out there? He's like, all right, so but there is no, there is no, there is no. That's adding. what I'm saying. So then, what, what, what is going on right now to where you can just lose on purpose to lose a coach? That way, you can have more control of the team, and then you and Book can really do your own thing. Is Book just trying to set guys up too much? Is he playing too much of a point guard role? Like, I don't know. And I guess we'll find out, of course, in the next few days, I feel like, because I don't think the fan bases have, rich, have ever reached like the tipping point like today in the game before. In the game before, it's always the, just yeah. we all have no words after every game. It just well, has to end sometime. And, and the challenge is there are no outs right now. That is what we're all facing is the fact that the Phoenix Suns have no outs. Now, we have a couple outs, and those are going to start to be brought to light. Those discussions are going to start to happen. Frank Fire Frank Vogel is one of them. And, uh, and we could talk about that, but I'll, I'll talk about a couple, and I don't think we need to go into in depth yet because I don't think we're there. But trade Kevin Durant. Trade Devin Booker. Those are your outs. If you yep. want to enhance this team in the long run, not the short run, the long run, because you've already sniped your future. With all the picks that you gave up for Kevin Durant, the picks that you gave up for Bradley Beal, and, and again, that's what a lot of people say. Well, once once Bradley Beal gets healthy, man, it's all going to be good. Is it? Is like Bradley Beal that much of a a needle mover on defense? Because that's where this team is unbelievably lost. Luka Doncic ran the same action like eight times, getting the ball to Lively down in the paint, and it was like a dunk or a a tiny jump jump hook. Over and over. And and when the Suns finally made a slight adjustment to it, Lively would just kick it out to the corner, and there would be Derek Jones Jr. or Tim Hardaway Jr. Just standing out there shooting wide open. Like, defensively, they are so archaic in the way that they adjust to games. It makes Monty Williams look like the highest-paid coach in the NBA. <laughs> Embarrassing. 
you know, my mind went there too. It's like, well, you know, with Monty being here, you know, Chris Paul's more of the coach and just pretty much handled the whole thing and ran everything. Um, but it's like, you got a better coach in Vogel. You kind of thought like, you know what? We didn't have the guys really defensively. Maybe we needed, but maybe he can scheme something together. Yes. And then like my mind starts to keep, it wanders to where like, you know, I hope everything is good with Nurk. I don't know what happened with him. And I hope that mm -hmm. it's nothing of a family issue or anything. And I don't want to say like, oh, maybe he left because things have gotten so bad to where he's like, I'm not dealing with this shit. Because who got the most shit on the court all the time in front of everybody, in front of millions? It was Nurk all the time, mm -hmm. right? So my, if things never got better for him between him and Kevin Durant Booker on the court, I was like, dude, this guy's taking a lot of shit. Like, I don't know how much more he would want to take from these guys. So I started thinking about that. Like, is he taking a leave of absence for that reason? And he's taking a mental break else. from the Suns. I'm just, yeah, I'm just like, if there's so much, if they're expecting can more, I, and more from this can guy, I take a mental break from the Suns? I I want to every game. You think I look forward to watching this team? No. I, raise it, Christmas, raise your hand. Like, yeah, seriously, like jamsters. How many of you woke up this morning like, dude, the fucking Suns play tonight? Fuck yeah, I can't wait. No, especially if you're living out here. It's like, okay, great, eight thirty game. So the last motherfucker of the night at the very end, not even eight o'clock, eight thirty, which you mean, which means it's gonna be an eight forty five tip. And you know you're playing the Mavericks, and you know that Nurk is out and Beal's out, and they're like, oh, Kyrie Irving's out. I'm like, I don't give a shit. They got Luka Doncic, yeah. who owns the fucking Suns. He is Devin Booker's daddy. Just admit it and move on. He is. He outplays them every time they play each other. I don't give a shit. It's just, it's just facts. Do I want it to be reality? No. Is it reality? Yes. Okay. But I, I wasn't looking forward to this in any way, shape, or form. I mean, I saw you today. I was like, man, remember the good old days when we didn't play on Christmas? This is good old, <laughs> you know, like I'd rather, you know, and, and like that's where we are as, as, as Suns fans because this team is consistently underwhelming in so many different aspects of the game. It's not like it was at the beginning of the season. The beginning of the season, we're like, hey, man, you shore up those turnovers. This team's going to be good because, you know, yeah. we're turning the ball over 22 times a game. We don't do that. We don't give the opposition a few extra possessions. We can win these games. But everything else has started to crumble. That foundation that had a crack in it that was turnovers has multiple cracks and it's fallen apart now because it's lack of offensive cohesion, lack of defensive communication and consistency. It's turnovers are still happening. Happening. Uh, what was it? The, the last three games prior to this, the Phoenix Suns hit a total of 17 shots from beyond the arc, which was the least amount of shots made by any team uh, in a three-game span thus far this season. You know, so it's just thing after thing, you know, lack of adjustments, uh, lack of give a shit, lack of size, lack of rebound, you know, it's just, and then it's a lack of outs. And that's the challenge. That's what makes this so dreadful because we can't even sit there and, and, and look at possible things that can give us hope, give us hope like, oh, hey, the Atlanta Hawks are talking about potentially moving on from Clint Capella. I could see that working in Phoenix. How, how do you make that work? You can't. Cool. All right. Well, that was a fun conversation. He's $20 million a year. There's no way we can do it unless we trade like Nurkic and this year little. And the Suns aren't going to do that. They're just no, not going to no. do that. No, no, they're not. And uh, like you said, there's no outs. But I love how you just like there was a little bit of a crack. And we all knew it. We saw that this team was it. They had everything, right? So a lot of us are saying like, you know, they don't have the guys around them. They're not built really to win a championship, right? Of course, Beal is out, but we have two superstars, two top 15 guys, right? At least maybe even top 10 if they're playing at their elite levels. Yeah. The guys around them, they're enough to win these fucking regular season games about the, against these terrible teams. Mavericks are decent. Of course, they're good. They're up in the standings. They're way above the Suns right now. What are they? I don't even know. 18 but, and 12. Yeah, 18 and 12. So Fifth they seat. definitely 
are a team that you should match up well and make it a contested game towards the end. And it's not even that because you have KD who can't blow by anybody ever. So I, like you have these guys out there that can contend with the Mavericks, but then they, they're down by 10 most of the game. They have the big run. That's not even from Book and KD. Yeah. It's from the other guys. And they're like, okay, well, KD will have a big fourth. Maybe Booker will hit some big shots. Not there. Like, Booker is just so non-existent. It's the strangest thing. He was Michael Jordan this year, dude. Kobe Bryant sometimes in some games. You know what I mean? So it's just a weird thing. And the vibe started today with being off, and it's going to continue to be that way until something happens. And that's just so disappointing. I can't believe we're right here right now, John. I can't believe we're in this fucking position. I don't. I understand being 500 and losing, but in a position after a, after a game and a post-game podcast where we're just like, there's no outs. We, we we can't get out of this mess. What? How is there such a big mess already, dude? <laughs> like this bad of a mess. Yes. This bad of a mess. That if it, the Suns are in a tailspin and there's no solutions. So one of those solutions potentially could be fire Frank Vogel. And something that I've talked about on the podcast that you just, you don't do it. Right. At this point of the season, you just don't do it. There's nothing that you can do that makes sense in the long term that would that says if I fire Frank Vogel, that this is going to provide us with the positive outcome that we need. Right. History goes against that. I, I'm I'm flipping the script. I, I'm completely for firing, firing Frank Vogel completely hit reset. I don't give a shit. You can't get worse than this. Like, whoever they bring in will not be worse than what they're doing. Oh, they're going to lose more games than they're continuing to lose? Like, get get out of here. Maybe the, it's it's like new coach syndrome in the NFL. It seems like every time a coach gets fired, the next week they bring in an interim head coach, and then he wins a game, right? Maybe that'll yeah. happen here. They'll can Frank Vogel, and Kevin Young will be the interim head coach for like 10 games while they're searching for somebody, and maybe they'll win some of them because of sheer change. But something's not working with fake Vogel because that's who he is. He's fake Vogel. This yeah, guy, like he seriously, every, every press conference, this guy does, he, le- he feeds you a line of bullshit. He doesn't tell you what's actually going on. You're like, Hey, so Bradley Beal, how's he feeling? He's like, yeah, uh, he's going to start tonight. You know, he's looking good. And then they're like, uh, he's not starting. Like, oh, thanks. Fake Vogel for not telling me correct information. And they'll sit there and he'll smile at you. And he'll tell you just, you know, very vague statements and none of it's true. Yeah, hey, everyone's getting along great. Well, that must mean that they're not fake Vogel because you're full of fucking shit. So I don't know necessarily what the solution is out there, but I don't think that Frank Vogel is it. He's coming. He hasn't proven in any way, shape, or form that he can guide this team to where they want to go. Now, are, are players quitting on him in the court? That uh, that might be what we're seeing, and that's what you're referencing, and I don't think that you're far off with that, that they're literally quitting on him in the court because they're going out there and they're like, he might be running sets during timeouts. I'm like, hey, here's what we're going to do. And Kevin Durant's like, oh, cool. So we're going to run a back screen set and like set up Chimetsi Metu on this play. Cool. Like I'm Kevin fucking Durant. But okay. So Kevin just like throws it out of bounds. I don't know. And that's, that, that's, <laughs> I, I, I completely like, I'm done with Vogel. I just am. I just am. I, I'm so over fake Vogel. Yeah, it's always the first person to go is the coach, um, you know, and it, you wouldn't have to probably get anybody else unless they're really fighting for Kevin Young as the option. They're like, you got to put him up front. because Get rid of him, too. Yeah, I guess. And the way, Vo- the way Vogel handles himself in the media, like the way he just looks at people, it's just like, a uh-huh. Like, can you imagine if you're a player and you're just like, Snarky. Let's, see if, let's see if this works a little bit. And he's like, oh, yeah, we'll do that. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't know. He's like, uh-huh. yeah, sure. Yeah, El Sol in the chat says, Vogel Monty, maybe Book and KD are the problem. Yeah, but they're the $60 million assets. So you know what? You got to make them happy at the end of the day. You're not just going to fire Kevin Durant. Uh, Mike Budenholz is out there. 
I mean, if we want average coaches who've won championships uh, with superstar players going nuclear in the finals, I mean, he did it. Frank Vogel did it too. Fuck it. Yeah. Bring in another guy, you know? Uh, I, I just, I, I, Doc Rivers, fuck it. Bring in Doc Rivers. And the thing is, uh, like, I know you're talking about the play, like, okay, we'll set up something for Metsu. But the whole thing is, like, Booker and Katie can do whatever the hell they want, right? Mm-hmm. Like, this is the same thing with Aiden. Everything was like, oh, Aiden's not getting the ball enough. You know, it's like Aiden could go get his if he wants to. And this is the same thing with Booker and Durant. Like, they just were making bad plays. Even Booker in situations setting up Eubanks a couple times, just throwing off his fucking knee or the defender's knee, throwing it out of bounds when Grayson Allen wasn't there. So you don't know, again, it's like, is Grayson Allen, like, not in line of vision of Booker? Is this his fault or Booker's fault? You know, we're doing that again. Mm-hmm. And just even Booker's body language after throwing the ball out of bounds, it's like, just like frustrated. And like yeah. the one time that Kogi cuts in from the corner and he throws yeah. it out of bounds, it's like, well, shoot the fucking ball, dude. You're mid range. Like, just shoot it. Why are you passing a Kogi who's airballed twice almost yes. from three already? So it's, it's there's a so lack much of blame confidence. To go around. It's a lack of confidence. This team, this whole team is, has it. It is so unconfident. That essentially what they're doing is they're passing up open shot. And we saw that numerous times. Eric Gordon had wide open threes. He's like, yeah, let's pass. So they pass around like eight times and end up getting a horrible shot. So it's like, you know what? Just just take the shot. Just take the, take the Yeah, and I like the confidence shot. thing too, because these guys need Kevin Durant and Booker to believe in them. Like they really do. Like you can see in the way that Eubanks is playing now, like he's scared of shit. To do anything, he doesn't want to mess up. He doesn't want to get yelled at. You no. know what I mean? Like they're just so afraid of each other right now. It's just Totally opposite from how they started the season. I completely agree. The confidence is absolutely gone with this team. Uh, and it brings, you know, the the Devin Booker question back into play. Big Dick Booker. Another off night tonight ends with a total of 20 points off six of 14 shooting, including one of four from beyond the arc had 10 assists. So he went for 20 and 10 had uh, three turnovers, one block, one steal, but you can see that he's frustrated. It's clear that he's frustrated. And as as you said, you know, Mr. Orange uh, said book, not happy at all. Sprinted off the court opposite of the sun's tunnel, which is the visitor's tunnel. Uh, Ishbia was right after him. So it's going to be interesting to hear the quotes as they start to come through on Mm -hmm. what's going on. But Devin Booker, you know, it's interesting. There's 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 all of these preseason takes that people had about the Phoenix Suns. And we're like, no, no, no. It's like the Suns need a traditional point guard. We're like, no, we'll, we'll see. I mean, we got Bradley Beal and we got Devin Booker. And the playmaking has fallen on Devin Booker, right? And we, t- I, like, we talked about this last time you and I were both on the podcast together. And it's one of my observations is Devin Booker is getting those assists, right? Like I said, 20 and 10. Like he's one of only three players in the NBA to average over 27 points and over 8.3 assists a game. It's like him, Luca, and Trey Young. So like he is being a point guard. But what it has done is it has compromised his confidence as a shooter. I mean his his shooting has been yeah. bad. If you look at his effective field goal percentage, it's the lowest it's been since the 2018-19 season. And I think it's the headband, Matthew. I think it's the headband. <laughs> I think it's time for Devin Booker to lose the headband, it's not working. It's never been good for him. Never. I, I always remember seeing him in a headband just losing right after. Um, yeah, I'm trying to look to see like if there was any quotes or anything after the game. And I think uh, you know Booker's saying it's on him and the leadership of Kevin Durant and Eric Gordon. 
So the only thing for me, yeah, I'll blame that, Ben. I'm with you on that. But also, like, what if it's just as simple as like, hey, I like to keep things calm here in Phoenix, right? I don't like to draw attention. And then you already have this season, you already have Eric Gordon talking stuff about not getting enough shots. And then you have what KD and what was released today, which was more likely just a KD thing. Maybe that just bugs Booker to death. And I like how you brought up his shot. Um, it's just so strange how he's like right in his spot most of the time. And like the mm-hmm. two passes I mentioned earlier to Eubanks where he can just rise up and shoot, but he doesn't. So he's not picking and choosing wisely. I'm like, what? That just does not seem like book. Like it just, it seems like someone's really taking over his body, dude. Like he really traded his soul in for somebody and he doesn't have a soul anymore. And it's just basically just book her out there and no fire inside. It's, it's a very strange thing to watch. Well, I feel it's, it's almost like a batter in baseball, right? Who starts to get in their own head and you can see them in their own head during an at bat. They're going through a slump and all of a sudden, Somebody who used to see the ball, hit the ball, launch the ball out of the park is now thinking, and they're like, is a curveball coming? Is it going to be high and away? Is it going to be low and inside? Is it a slider? And when they swing, they're completely missing. That's I said this a couple pods ago, and I still agree with this again watching this tonight. Devin Booker is thinking too much because he's had to take on the role of primary ball handler and point guard on this team. He's overthinking possessions. Whereas in the past, he was an instinct player. You know, see the ball, put the ball in the basket, call it a day. But now it's see the ball, drive around. I could put the ball in the basket, but I want to make I want to feed my team. Yeah. I got to keep these guys going if I want to be successful. So I'm going to dish out of my spot. And then what happens? Then at the end of the game, he starts to press. He starts, he's like, well, shit, uh, I've been doing this all game and it hasn't been working out. They haven't been hitting all the shots. So now I'm going to try to. Uh, make it happen and to his credit you know he was three or four in the fourth quarter for six points uh, but it was the rest of his team that just started to fall off I mean he had three of the Suns nine made field goals in the fourth quarter so he's trying to pick and choose his spots and unfortunately because of the the rest of the team at times hasn't been there to support him they've been losing tonight the team was here to support him but his one his shot was off again you know, from the field for uh, six of 14 and his running mate, Kevin Durant wasn't shooting. And when he was, he wasn't hitting it. I mean, this was a very standoffish Kevin Durant game. This can be very, very interesting to see that news moving forward. Uh, Devin Booker in the post game said, no, we have to get it together. And that's on me. That's on coach. That's on KD, Eric, all the leaders we have, uh, we have in here to make sure that we're more prepared when it comes when, when we play. And it's the same fucking quote after every fucking game. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. 
New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Yeah, they're not going to give us anything, and I don't expect them to at all. They're going to keep it in-house like Booker likes. Um, I, I just think I like this uh, quote a little bit where Albert says, I don't feel bad for Book. He wanted Katie and blow up the team. I don't like it. I just I kind of disagree with it. I don't know if that was really a Booker thing to get Katie here. I know they they definitely wanted to play together, right? But like I feel like I just remember Book's face when the trade went down and like the couple games after. I think he was actually hurt, and he just looked like a wreck. He looked like a mess after that that trade went down. He looked like he broke up with his girlfriend. Right. So I don't know for sure that he wanted Katie to come that late in the season and kind of blow things up. But yeah, of course he's happy to have him. And the whole KD thing with the shots. Yeah. 11 shots tonight, but we weren't winning when he was scoring 40 either. Right. So I don't know where else he's really going to help us out at if he's not scoring in these type of games where you have two other guys that definitely help you. Like if we could have used that 30 point game from him tonight and it's like, well, who's the third guy to step up. We had a couple guys to step up, obviously, but I think there's too much going on in KD's head. And this is this is a thing with him coming into Phoenix. Everyone worried about him being kind of like, not a basket case, but just a head case in a way, right? Like Steve Nash always says, like, I don't know what he's always mad at. He's always mad at something. Maybe he's changed, maybe he's different, more positive. But now you just have that mindset where it's just like he's super, I don't know if I want to say it, where he is kind of sensitive in a way. So if he is not getting his looks and stuff, maybe he's going to be one of those guys like, okay, fine. You guys do it. You guys figure it out. I'm not going to. Uh, the, old, the, old, the old Kobe Bryant strategy, right? Kobe Bryant back in 07 when, yeah. you know, you know, he's like, well, the media is dogging me because I don't pass the ball. Okay, all I'll do is pass the ball, and you'll see why I pass the ball. And I'll do it in a game seven against the Suns, which we benefited from. And, yeah, that I mean, that is – that's what we're going to be watching. And I think you're right. Kevin Durant is a sensitive guy. I mean, you see the way that he interacts on social media. He just – goes on when people talk shit he, he claps right back at him and then he carries on with his day but the the proof is in the pudding and what we saw from him tonight and again this is this is more of a blip for katie he's averaging over 30 points he's poured yeah. his heart and soul into this team but maybe he's seen things behind the scenes where he's just frustrated as well he's like dude we're not getting better uh there's nothing i can do to make us get better so fuck it okay i'm gonna let everyone else you know get their shots because everyone thinks that i'm shooting too much or there's too much isolation ball in the fourth quarter and things of that nature. And it's just, it's not productive and it's something that the team has to, to work through. So a so couple really quick before you please, go on, please, please. Um, there was, um, I think it was met to, and a couple guys have always hinted at this in interviews where the Suns would go on runs and then they would always be asked like, what happened? Like, how come you guys just all of a sudden stop moving the ball? Right. And then it was met to, and some other player, I forget who it was, like, I don't know. Oh, it's Eubanks. Like, I don't know. The ball just stopped moving and we would just play ISO ball. That's hinting more at like KD. Yeah. That, I feel like, right? So I don't know if that had anything to do with it, but you can just see like players were getting frustrated where the Suns would go on runs. We would be tied. We would bring it within two or four. And then all of a sudden it'd be like ISO ball again. So I can see how that's maybe a thing. I don't know. That might have been something. Do you think that trading Kevin Durant is a viable option for this team? It would be the most embarrassing thing. 
ever. But I don't who who would want him? Who would be the team? Would it be like a Celtics thing where you get Jalen Brown back or something like that? So so here's what you do, okay? You reach out to the Nets and you're like, listen, we'll give you Kevin Durant. You give us back our 2003 unprotected, our 2005 unprotected, our 2007 unprotected, our 2008 swap, and our 2009 unprotected. Give us Cam Johnson, Mikhail Bridges too, and we'll give you Kevin Durant. Would the Nets say yes? Oh, so just no redo the trade. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Just redo that's it. <laughs> you know what, man? That would be so amazing. And like, I'm just saying, like, also, obviously, with what's going on right now, that's our only out. So every Suns fan, 100% across the board, would approve of that trade. But that's um, the question, right? And, I, and yeah. I know that we have people who specifically listen and watch this podcast who are Kevin Durant fans, and you follow him from fan base to fan base. We are too. And, and, and I am too. And I'm, I'm prefacing that. Like, yeah. I'm a massive Kevin Durant fan. But if we're looking at what outs exist for Phoenix, one of the only ones that does exist is trading Kevin Durant. And it's going to be interesting because between now and the trade deadline for the Suns, right? The trade deadline is – when is the trade deadline? Do you know offhand? Uh, I do not. I February feel 12th? Isn't it February? It's in February. Let me – NBA February trade. February 16th? It's somewhere in there. I feel like that's the it's, – it's February 8th, okay? okay? So February 8th. So the Suns play on February 8th. Here that's game – that's game 52. That's game 52. So they so that is 22 games from now. 22 games. The Suns have 22 games to figure this shit out. Because if not, you could potentially trade Kevin Durant. But here's the other side of this, too. Kevin Durant might come out tomorrow and say, I want out, I want out of Phoenix. I really like I, I like what they're doing in OKC right now. I'd really like to be a part of that experience and force his hand. It's possible. It's that possible. would be so miserable. Like if that actually happened, there would be because n- the Suns would have no leverage again. No, but it's not about leverage. They do have leverage because they have the contract, just like the Nets did, right? The Nets had leverage with KD. He wanted out, but he had just signed the extension. We still have like three years left on his yeah. contract, and they got a fucking haul. That's so true. Give us, but give us, give us, Chet. Kate- KD KD was playing. He's he's playing good right now. But the Nets yeah. were actually they were kind of winning games. But you saw the way the Suns looked when KD was playing like an MVP. We weren't winning, so I don't. And I don't know if that's just the guys around him. I guess I don't know. I don't want to blame those guys because I feel like I liked our roster coming into this thing, and I still do. I do too, and I think that it's there. But something's got to change. This can't be happening. Something's got to trade change. deadline talk again. Yeah, this year on Christmas, on Christmas. Here's a guy we can trade. No, I'm just kidding. This guy played good tonight. Hey, I just met him. And this is crazy. But here's my number. Four. So call me maybe. Chimetsi Metu, by himself, 23 points, had more points than Devin Booker and more points than Kevin Durant. He had more points than, than the entire bench for the Dallas Mavericks, a team that scored 128 points tonight. That's right. They had a total of 10 points off the bench. But when you have somebody go for 50, somebody go for 23, and somebody go for 20, that's kind of what happens. But Chimetsi Metu, man, 9 of 18 from the field, 23 points, 19 rebounds for Chimetsi Metu, Matthew. What a game from him. Finally, a bright spot. And some of the Suns' best lineups in the first half and the second half feature Chimetsi Metu. I don't know how much more he's got to do to garner more minutes, but he's been the Suns' best and most prepared player for what his job is, and he's playing with heart. 
you got to keep this guy. He he's definitely earned his spot in the rotation and then some, and then some, Matthew. Yeah, this is a game I kind of he was kind of getting to, and now it's here. And it was kind of a wasted effort, but I love the effort. I love how you know he turned the ball over today, and everyone heard on the hot mic from Booker. Um, you're just gonna turn the basically you're gonna turn the ball over and just stand there and not run back, you know, helping out with Luka Doncic when he was going in for an easy lane. That's fine. And then KD's just standing on their side, not moving either. KD had six turnovers tonight. So I, I'm just I, I I don't mind that, but that kind of lit a little bit underneath Metsu the next few possessions, right? He went very aggressive at the rim. Um, he was just very dominant and cutting tonight, man. He was really looking for the ball from everybody. And I I knew this was in him, right? And I think it's just a perfect matchup really against the Mavericks for him just cutting and just kind of being the bigger guy in certain situations. The way that he's playing tonight really shows what they have in their bench because he was one of the last guys really were just like, well, we don't know yet, right? A lot of people were high on him, but we didn't know what we had. This is how deep we are. And I know we have it in every guy basically on that bench that they can step up and play these type of games once in a while to help us win a game. And we got it, and it was just wasted. Again, yeah, wasted. And it's what we've been pining for, right? You you take a look at some of their previous losses against lesser competition, and the challenge was we didn't have anybody else to compliment Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. You needed a tremendous – and I'm not asking for him to go out and give you 23 every night. You know, I think this was a was this a career high from him. I'm pretty sure that's the fact. You know, and yeah, uh, you know, so he goes out for like we don't need a career high from him, but we just need some production. And he was giving us that production. And it's like you said, you know, the way that he was moving off ball, the way that he was putting himself in position uh, to be successful and to be uh, uh, utilized by Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. Both of them found him on numerous occasions. Uh, because of the sheer fact that while they were kind of running some, he was moving, he was cutting, he was making himself available. That's what you need. And I think that I'm hoping that this is kind of a breakout for him, a breakout game, because he's, he's somebody who possesses some talent and, and we saw it tonight. Yeah. I was just, <laughs> I was looking at the other guy. You're probably going to talk about next Grayson Allen. Where oh yeah. We'll talk about like, What's wrong with the Suns? He starts chuckling. I want to hear later on what he said, but he was asked to, Oh, was he? Well, let's let's talk about our old buddy there, Grayson Allen. Hi, Barbie. Oh, hi, Allen. Oh, Grayson, Grayson Allen, our fuck shit up guy. Grayson Allen tonight went absolutely insane in the third quarter. He ends... 12 of 22 shooting, 8 of 17 from beyond the arc. He had 32 points to lead all Sun scores, four assists, uh, four rebounds, a couple turnovers. But it was that third quarter where he absolutely went crazy. He has 19 in the third. He had more points through three quarters with 27 than Kevin Durant and Devin Booker combined, Matthew. Tell me what you think about that. Oh, fucking beautiful. It's like when this team lacks confidence, we're talking about the whole team. He's the one guy you can always count on that will continue to fight no matter the score, no matter the attitude on the team. Like he has to, right? To stick in this league, man, he has to have that just aggressiveness and just that attitude where you kind of fear him, right? From the three-point line, taking it to the rim. Like I love the fact that he came back in the game in the fourth and hit another three. Yes. Too, that was even more brilliant because usually guys get so cold after they go on those stretches, they don't make anything. But he 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 makes like what does he make three in a row? Then goes to the rim after missing one three, and then makes like two more in a row. So he's so versatile, and he just he knows how to still find his teammates. 
if he can just him and book just need to work out. Cause I think Grayson Allen's going to stick in the starting lineup, no matter who comes back, no matter who plays. And he should, him and book need to really figure things out with their spacing and passing and stuff. Cause things were a little off book missed him a few times. And there were big spots in the game where Allen was wide open. So he could have had even more points. So that's the one thing to kind of nitpick, but tonight was just, it's great, man. Um, Gerald Borgay did steal a tweet. I almost tweeted it, but I thought maybe it would be a little too sensitive and stuff about being an all white Christmas. And this is the, the white Christmas Phoenix fans have been waiting for with him and Grayson or Grayson Allen and Luka Doncic. But um, yeah, I'm of course, man, I'm always, I, Grayson Allen has been like the one guy this season I've just loved uh, every game. Yeah, he's one of the few consistent guys. I mean, he's been shooting lights out from beyond the arc, and we continue to saw that tonight. Uh, he's somebody who does attack the cylinder and has some sneaky athleticism that I, I'm not sure that we even knew prior to him coming into Phoenix that he possessed. Uh, and he's, again, you know, tonight was another uh, quality performance that was just wasted. And that's, again, what kind of, which just kind of pisses me off. It's like, man, we've had a great Grayson Allen game, 32 points. That's what you need. Those are the games where it's like, okay, even if Kevin Durant has an off game, like you should have the ability to win these kind of games. But because so many other things are wrong with the roster right now relative to F attitude, effort, and execution, that it just it's unfortunate. So uh, I do have what he said in the post-game press conference. So uh, the audio might be a little funky here so if you're listening we apologize but let's see if, let's see what he said after the game uh, i mean it's frustrating right like tonight like we we offensively i feel like just been where we've been lacking a little bit um i feel like we've been in some games where if we had a normal shooting night a normal offensive night it would have been a w for us tonight, like tonight like we have a pretty good all-around offensive night from everybody um and a guy scores 50. So, you know, part of that is hats off to Luca. Like our, our game plan was throwing different bodies, doubling, throwing different looks at him. And he got hot with his step back threes and carved it up with some passing early and it made it really difficult to guard for the rest of the game. So um, I, I just think for our group, like we just, we need, we, need, we just gotta keep playing games. Like, I feel like every time we're out there, we're getting a little bit more together. You start to see little bits and pieces of stuff come together. Like we have great stretches. We have great quarters. Like we haven't put together a 48 where we can like truly say like this is our identity, this is who we are. But we have great stretches where you can really see it coming together. And the more of our games we play, I think we're going to start to put together some 48 minute stretches where that's who we are. There was no chuckle in there, so I must have missed something. I got the wrong clip. But, I mean, he's 100% right. I mean, the only way to fix this is continue to try to work your way through it, but <laughs> it's just, I don't see it fucking happening. You're on all mute. The, yeah, yeah. All, okay. these, all these comments about, you know, we got to keep playing and stuff, it's all good. The only thing is we're seeing the frustration from the players, and when you hear about Booker running off the court from on the opposite side – that's bad. Like that just looks bad. And you know, that's going to lead to bad shit when he's pulling up to the press conference, just like fucking just itching his, Oh my God. Oh, this sucks so much. You know, like when you see that, you're like, dude, there's something else. And obviously like he mentioned like the offense and stuff, I guess like it was a big thing with the defense. Fucking shit. Yeah. But whatever. That was a bad it's just, interview. It's, it's just so painful. There's no joy with this team. Like everything on this team feels so forced. Yep. 
right? Like every time there's a defensive stop, it's a blessing because you feel like they can't stop anybody. And then they're lost offensively. They they're, they're careless with the ball. This team is one of the laziest basketball teams I've ever seen, Matthew. Yeah. Relative to talent. You know, when we had Marquise Chris and Alex Len and Dragon Bender and Devin Booker, you know, young Devin Booker on the team, you'd watch these kind of games. You're like, oh, man, like they just need they need reps, right? Like this team needs reps to understand how to play the professional game of basketball. But this team is rostered with nothing but veterans or guys who are fighting for future contracts. And they're lazy. They're lazy with the ball. I've I've never seen anything like it. It's a bunch of no, DeAndre Aytons out there. It's like everybody's DeAndre. And every time you throw the ball, like you're like, oh, like three times there's like passes where I'm like, who shit? Like you don't see the defender right there. It's just. <sighs> yeah. And uh, Joey Lucio says, Darth, we normally see a book takeover game and we have only seen it once. And it was the second game against the Spurs. And that's when the shit started to fall apart. Um, yeah, a little bit of that is true. I think that, um, the whole book takeover thing, like that's the thing that I've just missed and I don't care what quarter it's really in. He just hasn't had that. Um, agreed. And is again, that really schemes though, man? Like how much does it come down to, Hey, I'm the coach. You're going to be running these sets. And then book did mention his press conference. Like we're not executing those sets. Yeah. So is it just the sets? Is it him? Like he, I feel like him and Kevin Durant should have the say of what's really going on with the team. Yeah, but, but maybe I'm but, wrong. But again, I think that part of it is you have Kevin Durant who wants the ball over here, who's who's made statements like after Jalen Brunson went off for 50 points against the Suns, Kevin Durant made some statements, and they were they uh, at face value, it was no big deal. He's just like, you know, when he was when he's cooking, the team finds a way to get get got him the ball tonight. They continue to look for him. They continue to give him the ball. And it's like, well, is that passive aggressive? Is that you saying that the Suns aren't doing the same for you? They're not fanning your flames when you're hot? And mm-hmm. that's how I kind of took what he was saying was he's like, just look at that, man. They really take care of him when he's hot, you know, and, and, and you know, not finishing his sentence for him. But the rest of the sentence could have been like, be nice if my team did the same. So you have that. And you know that those conversations are going on with Devin Booker. And like I said earlier, like Booker – is he's a player in the middle right now. He doesn't know if he should be taking over or if he should be feeding his team. And that's the challenge that he is he's he's facing right now. And yeah, Mr. Big Shot, we are averaging one win a week in the month December. So fucking sad and true. And it's December 26th. <laughs> oh my god, dude. I remember coming to the season. Um just like, oh, this is gonna be the best season ever. Oh yeah. I mean, I can't wait. I mean, I haven't looked at our jamsters or our preseason jammies. Like, what is our record going to be? And how many all NBA guys are we going to have? Yeah. And and so th- it's a combination of things. It's it's a uh, what's the phrase? It's a folly of multiple errors. Whatever. Part of it, I th- I honestly feel is coaching because coaching is what kind of carries the shoulder times. But part of it is like understanding who and what your identity is in the fourth quarter. And to those who say, well, they've been injured, two things. One, you are correct. The Suns have been injured. But Kevin Durant and Devin Booker have played in the majority of the games for this team. And you think that they'd have some understanding of who or what opposing defenses are trying to do to them and trying to force them into what they're doing and make an adjustment off that and who they are in the last five minutes of of basketball games or in the fourth quarter of basketball games. Mm -hmm. Because, again, the fourth quarter tonight 
was absolute garbage from the Phoenix Suns. They shoot uh, a total, they go one of eight from beyond the arc in the fourth quarter, 12.5%. They, sh- they score 22 points. They give up 37. They turn the ball over six times, leading to 10 points for the Dallas Mavericks. It's the same record over and over and over again. Yeah. Like, this is personal hell. Like, if and, you oh, go ahead. die and I was go to hell, it would just be this. It would be the Suns losing in the same fashion over and over. They Every, have a one lead. Yep. 92-91 going in the fourth quarter. They lost by a final score of 128-114. to Embarrassing. Even when that is happening, that lead, I don't – I still – at that time, I'll be honest, I still don't trust Booker and KD in those situations to close it out. I just don't. I don't know if that has to do with just like me watching their body language, but I just don't, I'm like, these guys are not going to pull it off. There's no way these guys have it in them to actually go up against Luka Doncic and just win the game. Those two guys cannot beat that guy. I don't believe in it. I just don't. And, and even I'm, when they have I'm a fool forth, because I like, did. There's no way they're going to win. I did. Did you really? I, I did. Just thought they were so, I was like setting like, you know up. Like, yeah, we're still going to lose. No, I'm like, I'm sitting there. I'm like, you know what? Chimetsi met to Grace now. They've done their thing. And the front end of the fourth quarter, this team looked good. But there was a timeout. The Suns came out, turned the ball over, fouled Blake Lively, or whatever the guy's name is. Uh, <laughs> I was saying the same thing, too. <laughs> Blake Lively, Blake Ryan Lively. Reynolds' wife on uh, on the other end. I thought that was f- a country singer. No, that's Blake Shelton. Blake Shelton, okay. Blake Lively's Ryan, Ren- Ryan Reynolds' wife. Uh, nice. We could we could all be so lucky. And so Lively hits two free throws, and the Suns, who were up 104 to 103, are now down 105, 104. They turn the ball over on the next possession, and then they give up a Luka Doncic three. So that's five points. And then all of a sudden we're down, and that was it. Like it was 104. So essentially, we'd gone up 104 to 103, and then we gave up like an 11 0 run. It was 114 to 104, like that, and the game mm-hmm. was over. And again, that's part of that's KD. It is, like I said, it's not just one thing. And that's what makes it so frustrating as Suns fans is there's no quick fix because there's 25 fucking things that are wrong with this team. So it's like, okay, we can fix one of those aspects of the, of the, the team and the other 24 aspects are still fucked. And that's why I'm like, yeah, just get rid of Frank Vogel, you know, chop off the head and start all over again. I don't I, know. I don't know. I, guess I don't know. It's such a bad look. It's because you got KD here and KD's basically, it's like the same thing with Harden, right? I mean, it's going to be tough. So what do we do? Who do we get rid of, right? Who do we get rid of next? Or do I ask for a trade? Like that's, that's the only option for this guy, KD. Yeah. And the quote is it's the Suns can feel KD's frustration from with the current roster. Yes. That KD they can feel it from KD. Yes. Right. That stuff did not exist when the Suns were winning before this season, before KD got here. That was not a thing. Right. And if we continue with that roster, it's probably still wouldn't be, you would obviously get rid of a guy like DA, but that's the one thing that we do miss is just how things were just kind of nice and neat around here. And if things did get out of hand, they would handle it. Right. Even before when Booker got hurt, and then Mikhail finally found his way and DA was trying to take over during that time was terrible, right? Nothing was ever leaked. Oh, fire Monty, do all this shit. We were frustrated at Aiton. We were frustrated at Mikhail sometimes, but they never said anything behind the scenes. They got things done. They started kind of grooving before the trade deadline. And then we got the trade with KD. So I I would like it to be handled that way, but it's too late now. And again, you know, I, some of the people 
out there on the Twitter sphere because I, I tweeted that out and I said, remember the you know when it was fun to when when we used to watch the Phoenix Suns and they looked like they were having fun when they were playing. Remember those old days? It was like, well, yeah, well that team lost in a game seven to the fucking Mavericks. Like, oh, so that's what you want? You want that again? Like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, we were the number one fucking seed. Like, it'd be nice to win yeah. fucking ball games again. Are you, would you rather be down 14 and 15, 29 games in the season with no no hope in sight? You know, AGX says in the, in the chat, trade ideas? No, I don't have any trade ideas because we don't have anything to trade. Nasir Little, what yeah. the fuck is that going to get us on the open market? Grayson Allen, the guy who just went for 32 points, he's $8 million, $9 million a year. We could trade him or Nurkic. You know, the guys who've been playing well who are the guys who came over in the trade for DeAndre Ayton. Everybody else is a veteran minimum contract. Outside of trading Kevin Durant, there's not much we can really do with this team. We are who we are. We are who we think we are. And we fucking suck. Wouldn't it be crazy to get to that point where it's like getting to, you know, trading Booker by the end of this year? You know what I mean? Like by the end of the trade deadline? Like I'm just saying, because we already brought it up earlier. I know. And it's just like, it's kind of getting there in a way. That's why like two games ago, I'm like, this is the end. This is the end of our little run. The little Phoenix Suns run that we go on every once in 20 years. It's already over. Mm. The Suns Jam Session subreddit stakeout. Merry Christmas. I was hanging out in Dallas on their subreddit. And I was like, where is she? Nobody knew. But here's what they had to say about the Phoenix Suns and the Dallas Mavericks on Christmas. What are you laughing at, Matthew? You really want to know? Yes. You and then I I farted. I think I muted the mic. I don't know. That's what happens when you eat Elmer's on Christmas. Green burritos. I've been including the entire podcast. (laughs) I just did again. We're awesome. This room smells horrible. (laughs) All right. Subreddit stakeout. Dallas Mavericks. All right. Jesus. Luca hates the Suns. 27.4 points per game for his second best ever. Jordan fucking hates the Suns. 34.1 points per game. What the fuck? Yeah, we want to know the same thing. And then he goes for 50 tonight. Big fat zero, five zero on us. Great, cool. Fuck you, Banks, you motherfucker. <laughs> like, why does somebody say that? It was oh, after he missed that dunk at the beginning of the game. Yeah, he hesitated on it. He thought about it too much, man. Should have just went for it. Mad respect for Booker on congratulating Luca and his baby daughter. I still hope he has a terrible game. <clears throat> Devin, you are a fucking pussy. They're, they they're so brutal in that in that Maverick subreddit. They are obviously all about Luca, and anytime somebody on the uh, uh, possession doesn't do something right, it's like. They're not supporting Luca, and uh, there's a lot of you know he's the daddy comments. <clears throat> Chemetsi Metu is a fucking Mavs killer. He hit that game winner when he was with the Kings a couple of years ago. There you go. Same old story. Luca's Booker's father during the first half because these bums supporting casts always destroy his hard work. Great job, Grant. You're terrible at everything else. Why not go ahead and just give them some free points while you're at it? They were dogging Grant Williams in this game. He's he's he's, he's not good. No, I don't like him. I never liked him. Ten point halftime lead. 
to a one-point deficit because Grayson Allen became Clay Thompson for a quarter. God, I hope Grayson Allen trips and snaps his leg. That's fucking <clears throat> damn, dude. So you guys know that's Landman2002 on Reddit. Feel free to stop get by em. and get them. Get them, social media people. One of these days, Booger is going to figure out. <laughs> <laughs> One of these days, Booger is going to forget <clears throat> get his snap on Lego beard. And it's going to be awkward. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, I like but it actually makes perfect sense yeah he's gonna forget his snap on lego beard it's gonna be <laughs> awkward and that is a summer the sun's jam session subreddit stakeout all right yeah and just really quick i wonder Please. if like i wonder if Booker brought out the big the big guns to Kevin Durant was like, we should never traded your ass for Mikael Bridges. Or, <laughs> yeah, Damn. I wonder if he said that. That like, you know what I mean? That would really hurt Katie. But oh man, Whew. that is that would hurt that that would that would cut to the core, wouldn't it? It would. <laughs> like, damn, Booker going deep on that one. Uh, let's hand out a little bit of uh, jam stuff. <laughs> Jam star of the game. I stopped tracking these. Uh, Grayson Allen. Grayson Allen. Although Chimetsi Metu, obviously a, an honorable mention and a, and a great job by yeah. Chimetsi Metu in this game. Uh, but yeah, there you go. Next up for the Suns is it the Rockets we play next. Who do we play next? Is it the Horny Hornets? No, what it's the Rockets and then the Rockets and then the Hornets. It's, it's right. in Houston and then back back home. So Rockets is the twenty seven, dude. <laughs> and we're gonna fucking lose the Rockets. Yes, we yeah, are. Yeah, so so Force Master, our next four: Rockets, Hornets, Magic Blazers. We have to go four and zero to save our season. Those are four like winnable games, and we're gonna at least three and one. Three. Magic though, man. I think we go two and two, maybe, maybe yeah. two and two. And I see the Hornets. I see us losing the Hornets. Like the Suns have no fight in them, man. I mean, they had a, they had some fight in him today, but it took like yeah. a miracle third quarter from Grayson Allen for that to happen. And then this, and, and then like Tim Booker and Kevin Durant, like, no, 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 no. Listen, like, I know that you've you you worked very hard to yeah. get us uh, that. Le- uh, we'll take a shit on it in the fourth. Cool, cool. Bye. Yeah, we're not gonna back you up. Kevin Durant did say, I think I did a solid job providing them space, meaning uh, Metu and Grayson Allen. Oh, so he's the reason. Yeah, they had such a good game. Well, good for you, buddy. What's Part happening to myself? What a horrible Christmas! <laughs> you know what's so funny is like we just we knew we were gonna lose. Not I guess maybe I know, way, but, but I'm still frustrated. Yeah, me too. Just, uh, motherfucker. All right. Anything else you got, Matthew? It's fucking. That's all I got, dude. I gotta, I gotta get up and go to work <laughs> in the morning. I don't want to work. I don't want to work either. I'm scared. I'm terrified. Well, Jamsters, we appreciate you hanging out with us, whether you're following us along live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, uh, Twitch, Twitch, Instagram, wherever you're following. We truly appreciate it. Taking a little time out of your Christmas to hang out with us. I see you, Mitchell, on Instagram. I appreciate you coming and hanging out with us. (laughs) Uh, We'll be live after that Rockets game on Wednesday. God help us. We'll be live on Friday after the Hornets. Get, God help us. We'll be live after every game. God help us. So if you want to, give us a thumbs up on YouTube. Subscribe on YouTube. If you're a podcast 
person and you listen to podcasts, head over to Apple Podcasts. Leave us five stars. Write a review. We'll read it right here on the pod. Lift our spirits up. We could definitely use it. It's been so long and since Big Beer Brother donated money to the podcast because we don't win games anymore. Um, Lucky, so on that, um, on that, did you get any Christmas presents that you want to share with the crowd? Uh, yeah, um, you and your fancy lady gave me an eye massager, which I'm very excited about. Have you tried and it yet? I got, I got some AirPods, some AirPods. I had some nice. these before, but AirPods are, I think, a step up. Nice. Have you tried mm-hmm. the eye massager yet? Yeah, I tried Emma's. It's nice. Awesome. I like it. I'm gonna try it tonight before I go to bed. Nice man, pop some CBD and just get. I wish you'd have like a 30 minute mode though. It only has a 15 minute mode. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, because it'd just be nice to zone out for 30 minutes. I'd like to zone out for two and a half hours every time the sun's game come on. Just put on the eye massager because <laughs> what you do is you put it on your eye, you would know what's going on, dude. Right, it's just right. the same podcast over now. Yeah, you just, you just, yeah, exactly. Just get on, and be like, let me guess, no defense. Uh, Kevin Durant <laughs> turned the ball over a bunch in the fourth. Uh, Devin Booker doesn't know if he wants to be a point guard or a shooting guard, and uh, we lost. Cool, that's the game. So tell him what to do, go home and love your woge bombs. Credit card bill.